John Baptiste last night, major winner coming out of the Grammys. Other big uh, winners include Bruno Mars, Silk Sonic, Anderson Pack. Yeah, man. Good times. Did you guys watch it? Watch the Grammys? There, nobody got slapped. It was kind of, you know, let, uh, before I get going on this, let me, let me, something that pisses me off to no end. So the Grammys are playing in the living room, right? I go to grab a soda and I reach in the fridge and I grab these. My life, my wife likes to buy those little mini cans. It's not a full can of soda. It's like, I don't know, six ounces or something like that. My wife has this mental obsession with anything that's mini. So first off, I go to sit down and watch the Grammys and I get this six ounces of Coke. It's basically the same Coke that they would serve you if Coke was used in communion in a, in a church. You know what I mean? It should come with a little wafer. It's that small. It's like two gulps of Coke. And then I say, well, okay, I'm going to have some popcorn. Popcorn. American tradition. I'm going to have some popcorn while I watch the Grammys. I go to the cupboard to get the popcorn and guess what's there? Mini popcorn bags. My wife is like four foot 11 or five foot tall or whatever it is. She has this obsession with buying many things, many popcorn, many sodas. I cannot stand it. I am not pocket size. I am a full size grown ass adult that needs a full 12 ounces of soda, needs a full a bag of popcorn, butter lovers, extra butter popcorn. But no, she's obsessed with many things. If it says mini in the title, she will buy it. And she will expect me to be satisfied over many things. Little mini things. That's just a complete side note. That's before I ever get started on this whole nonsense. But anyways, I proceeded to sit down with my very petite Coca-Cola and a very small can and my micro bag of popcorn that is not even enough popcorn to make one popcorn ball. But... I, I regained my composure. Uh, yes, we did have a discussion about the mini preference in her shopping. And uh, hopefully we get it straightened out. But I, I think it's a lost cause. There's something about you just put mini in the name. Mini dog, mini chihuahua, mini whatever. If it has mini in the title, she will buy it. And don't start with the mini dick jokes. I know you guys are thinking it out there. Yeah, that's right. No, just stop. Just stop. So anyways, the Grammys, let me pull up Spotify because, uh, you know what, let's hop, let's hit on some happy news that doesn't, inv and it's not trans. Well, John Batiste, he's kind of, anyways. Yeah, this is another big song, Leave the Door Open from Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars. Anybody ever noticed uh, him and Anderson Pack giving each other a little kiss on the lips before they walked up? I mean, I'm not saying I don't care, but whatever. Uh, some other big winners were Olivia Rodrigo from L.A. with like one billion plays on Spotify. She's just been tearing it up. I've heard bits and pieces of this, and it's good. Uh, and the, the reason why I heard bits and pieces of this, my nieces were like regurgitating the lyrics from this thing. I'm not too sure if it was six-year-old appropriate, but they were singing Olivia Rodrigo. One point six billion plays on Spotify. She's got a couple tracks that have big, big, big play numbers like that. 
Uh, the other song, she won two Grammys, Best New Artist, and also for this song, which was Driver's License. Just like we always talked about. Yeah, it's another good so song. Excited, I'm not knocking on it. I mean, a lot of people knock on music and pop music in general and say how, you know, it's a bunch of crap. No, I think this is good stuff. Doja Cat won one. Yep, I've heard this song. I'm not that far out of the loop. It's a good gem. Good gem. And the one rock band that's still in existence, well, was in existence, until Taylor Hawkins, Foo Fighters, they won a couple. This song's barely rock. It's like some R&B hybrid. And then for you metalheads out there, Dream Theater, which is like probably the most mainstream heavy band that is in existence, uh, they won one for this song. I believe it's metal song for the Alien. Drumming and stuff is just insane. Dream, Dream Theater's always been insane with this kind of stuff. waiting for some vocals to come in. It's got to happen eventually, right? I mean, the music with Dream Theater has always been amazing. It's the vocalists I couldn't stand. It's crazy. Their music's so complex, and they dip down to this, like, Joe Satriani, Eric Johnson, smooth guitar instrumental vibe. There are no vocals on this. Nah, it appears like it's just an instrumental piece. Uh, St. Vincent, another good, great band that's out there. They picked up a Grammy. Now, this is more my speed these days. In my age, this is why I listen to it.
Anyways, good stuff. Enough about the Grammys. I'm sure I'm going to get a million and one YouTube email notifications about copyrighted material on this show, but I don't care because I'm not a shill. I'm not a shill for sponsors. So if it's the video's not monetized, I don't give a crap. I'm, I'm absolutely okay with it. Anyways, let's talk about the big trans gay elephant in the room. Um... Maybe I should turn off the music and I, maybe I should look in the camera directly and very sincerely to uh, express my opinions on some things. And, uh, you know, it's crazy because today we live in a society where, you know, if you make one decision or you support one thing, people automatically draw a bunch of conclusions of who else you are. They ad- they'll identify you with one decision and make it represent more than just that one decision. For instance, for instance, OK, uh, if you do not support Black Lives Matter the organization black lives matter then you're automatically a racist you don't like black people you don't like it, it all this other kind of stuff that's the immediately the label that is placed on you the second you say i don't support black lives matter the organization but i do support black people and i do support injustice against any person by the police whether they're black white brown whatever okay so the the, the problem we have in this society like Black Lives Matter is a good a good example of that is when you say you're not for something, uh, it means it's you're not for or you're against a whole bunch of other things. Like if you're for Trump as president, well, you, then you're you're against Hispanics because of his stance on illegal immigration. Or um, if you're anti-abortion, you're anti taking care of single mothers or victims of what you know whatever there's just so many generalizations that come along with making one statement and i've been making a lot of statements lately about especially the transgender or gay the don't say gay bill in florida and so that's easily to interpret as i'm anti-gay i'm anti-trans which i am not i am very pro children i am very pro children's innocence i am very pro children being protected and I am very pro parental rights of par- parents making the decisions of when they want to approach certain situations with their children. And I'm very pro a bill that comes out and states that, you know what, we're not going to talk about all these other uh, identities and stuff with children from five to eight years old, kindergarten to third grade. I'm very pro that. It has nothing to do whether I support gay, gay rights, transgender, all the other kind of stuff. Because when it comes to that kind of stuff, what two consenting adults do with each other, where they decide to put their pee-pee, if they won't put the pee-pee in the poo-poo or anything like that, I could care less as long as it's two consenting adults adults in the privacy of their home. I don't know where we got into the society. Okay, so, so let's talk about Florida for a second, right? The bill came out because people, people, government, DeSantis and everything was saying, well, you know, I think that the LGBTQAI plus community is trying to uh, use this platform as a teacher to promote a gay agenda or a trans agenda or a agenda period, a sexual identity agenda to young people, five to eight years old. And then the gay community came back or the LGBTQAI plus community came back and said, no, no, we're not trying to indoctrinate your kids. No, we're, we're first, but that's not what we're trying to do. So then Florida comes up and says, okay, that's not what you're trying to do. Um, Well, let's make it into a law. And now today you have headlines in Florida. Teachers are quitting. We're quitting our jobs. 
wait a minute, you said that you weren't indoctrinating kids. We actually make it a law where you can't indoctrinate kids up to eight years old, eight years old. And now you're going to quit your job. Why are you quitting your job? It's, it's something, it's just stopping something that you said you weren't doing anyways. It's kind of hypocritical. And, and I want to put it into this perspective, right? Okay. When in a professional situation, all right, you're Joe Blow, you work for T-Mobile, you work for T-Mobile, right? And you go into a meeting with a bunch of clients you've never met before in your life. It's a professional setting. When do you have the the appropriateness or the ability to start talking about your sexual orientation, who you're fucking, who's fucking you, and asking them about their sexual orientation? That, that doesn't happen. It's not appropriate, right? You take your car to the mechanic for an oil change. The mechanic doesn't start telling you about what their sexual preferences are. It's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. It's plain as day. It's not appropriate. You go to McDonald's, you order a Big Mac. They ask you about your order. You go to a restaurant. The server doesn't start telling you their sexual orientation and what they're into or asking you about yours. It's not appropriate. And in that same channel of thought, it's not appropriate for teachers to be addressing these topics with children and the Florida law specifically between ages five and eight years old. It's just not appropriate. So why, how come the LGBTQAI plus community has made it seem like it's their right? It's their right to discuss these things with their clients, which are children. And I'm talking about LGBT, LGBTQAI plus teachers. Why are they so militant about this? You know, the mailman doesn't show up. The mailman doesn't show up. Hey, here's your mail. And who do you fuck? Let me talk to you about who I'm fucking or screwing. Let me clean this up. Let me clean this up for the people that, you know, can't handle reality. Um, or, or maybe you're listening to, if you're listening to the show with the kids in your car, you failed as a parent from the get go. Okay. Even though I'm a much more mellower than I used to be. Somebody was asking me about that. Somebody mentioned I was in a uh, religious setting. Let's just say that I was in a religious setting and somebody said, oh yeah, Jake used to do a lot of podcasts. And I said, oh, I still do. And they start asking me for the name of the podcast. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not divulging that information. You're going to have to go on your own witch hunt to find that. Uh, because I do have some episodes back in the past that were pretty racy. I think I've mellowed out a lot. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree that I'm much more, you know, palatable, palatable. And it was my co-hosts that were the problem, you know, with Steph and Tom and everybody that, you know, insisted that we get hammered and do shots and uh, drink mad dog 2020 before we do a show. And, you know, I, I'm going to blame it on all the other people. I'm going to take no responsibility for that by myself. But anyways, this whole thing about the teachers quitting in Florida, it's in the news today. And let me see if I can uh, pull this up. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, no. Well, you know, let me, I, I just kind of already covered that. Now we don't need to pull up a headline that just says that uh, LGBTQ AI plus teachers are quitting. It's already, it, it's already been said. Um, but there was an interesting character that I do want to, that I do want to go into. And this is a guy, his name is, um, Jose Castillo. And Jose Castillo is running for Congress and he's a formal, former Disneyland employee. And, um, you know, he was on an interview. He was on an interview. I believe it was, uh, Fox news. And he was discussing specifically the parental rights bill in Cal in Florida. And, uh, you know, he was saying that he, he, he got onto the whole topic that we were talking about on the last show on Friday about how, 
um, the Reedy Creek development project and all that kind of stuff and all the special rights that Disney has as its own municipality in Florida, uh, the right to their own liquor license, uh, issue their own liquor license, their own building permits, their own everything. It's the magic kingdom of Disney, uh, known as the Reedy Creek improvement, whatever area of, of, of Florida, where they completely have run of the show. They are the government of this area. They are the municipality. So he went on to Fox News and he started talking about these things that we were talking about on Friday. And um, and he's saying that Florida, Florida legislators, or this is Fox News saying, have floated the idea of repealing the 1967 Reedy Creek Improvement Act, which gave Disney the autonomy to effectively run its own government in the area around Disney World. And this is in response to the company's recent advocacy against the parental rights law, HB 1557, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill. Which critics have branded the Don't Say Gay Law, uh, repealing the law would subject Disney World to the government of Orange County, uh, which would be a massive blow to their power that they have right there in their little home in Florida where Disney World and all their property is. They're 27,000 acres. Uh, Castile, Castile warned, hold on, let me see if I can blow this up and pull it up for you guys. Uh, Castile warned that if Disney advocacy against the law spurs this repeal, it will hurt the company's bottom line, especially if the company continues its left-wing advocacy. And I quote, I think that if Disney is going to continue this leftward lurch and the legislature votes to give Disney the left-leaning policies that they've asked for, then they'll be subject to the tyrannical rule of the mayor of Orange County, which they will soon regret. That was Castillo. He told that to Fox News Digital. He also said, if Disney falls under Orange County regulations and taxes, I suspect that they'll think twice before pushing for more of them. Castillo declined to comment. Well, you know, this is stupid. This is stupid on the pack on the part of Fox because they're saying that he declined to comment on whether he supports the Reedy Creek Improvement Act. And they're saying he declined to comment. But his next comment is specifically regarding that. They just can't read between the lines. Uh, but they said that, uh, Castillo declined to comment on whether he supports the Reedy Creek Improvement Act. But he did say that as a free market capitalist, he opposes the government giving special advantages to certain companies and individuals. It's not the government's job to pick winners and losers. So he basically said right there, yeah, he's against it. He doesn't agree with the government giving special benefits to Disney that no other company has uh, to do what they do down there. So what, but what the other thing that I was getting to with Jose Castillo um, is that he's claiming what he says right here. He says, it bothers me when I read public statements from Disney saying things like, we believe the bill shouldn't have been passed. He also added, I've been with Disney for 13 years and I'm proud of my role in the company. When the company uses words like we, it should mean all of the cast members. And right now that's not the case. Castillo previously told Fox news that the silent majority, the silent majority. Now that is the problem with our country right now is the silent majority is being in fact, just that silent, silent. We've got a very small percentage of the population, very small percentage of people that are just very, very vocal. And the squeaky will always gets the grease. Anyways, Castillo previously told Fox News Digital that a silent majority of Disney employees support the law. Even the company is taking public stance against it after the LGBTQ employees protested. 
Despite critics branding it a don't say gay bill, HB 1557 does not ban the word gay in school settings. Neither does it ban casual discussions of topics relating to sexual orientation and gender identity in the classroom. It does not require schools to notify parents if their child identifies as gay or transgender. Conservative Disney cast members are afraid to speak out because of the company's very public stance opposing the parental rights in education bill. And that is the problem. The problem with our society right now is that conservatives, people that hold family values close, people that, you know, want to protect children, want to protect children's innocence. because That's what it's doing. Uh, five to eight years old. Children are innocent. They don't need to go into gender identity. They don't need to go into all of this other kind of stuff. They're five to eight years old. It blows my mind why people cannot just grab that and say, hey, let's put the kids first. Let's make the kids a priority. For, for frick's sake, it's at school. The kids, the security of the kids, their mental being, their mental well-being. They should be in there for a wholesome education. They should be in there. They should be protected. Their innocence should be protected. You know, if you looked at this from another angle, if it was a kindergarten teacher that kept blasting that Santa's not real, we'd be like, hey, 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 shut the fuck up. Okay. Let the kids be kids. Let the kids be kids. Five to eight years old. They don't need to be bombarded with all of this other information. This is all about protecting children and children should be protected. So I'm not anti-gay. I'm not anti-trans. Anti okay. So regarding the big trans elephant in the room in high heels and drag and stockings, I'm not anti any of these things, but I am very much pro-parents, pro-children, pro-protecting children, pro-protecting their innocence. And that's it. They get priority. They get priority of, of Mr. Sanchez or whoever the hell their teacher is. That wants to discuss sexual identity with him. No, sorry, Mr. Sanchez. I do not want you discussing your sexual identity or sexual identity period with my child, especially at five to eight years old. Be like a mechanic. Teach the fundamentals. Teach the, the fundamentals for children to be a productive member of the society, to be intellectually able to maintain a, a presence in the society that they can do math, that they can do English, that they can do all this stuff. But as far as you educating them of what you believe is right, sexually, morally, all that other kind of stuff, just stay out of it. The same way that Disney needs to stay out of this whole conversation. Disney's the one that's putting their, 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 their kingdom at risk by lipping off and mouthing off about stuff that Disney as an organization probably should just keep their mouth shut. So what? You've got a few employees at you've got a few employees complaining that you need to say something about this. Mr. Chapek, you need to go down there to DeSantis. You need to say something about this bill. Just stay out of it. You know, Disney used to be the safe haven for children's entertainment. You know, you got a kid, you're a horrible parent and you just want to put them in front of a boob tube and let them watch something. But at least you care enough as a parent that you want them to watch something that is appropriate. Used to be you would have no problem. Turn on the Disney Channel. There's Darkwing Duck and whatever the hell's going on, but it's relatively safe. You didn't have to research all the shows. You didn't have to see if Steamboat Willie was going to turn trans in the middle of the cartoon. You didn't have to do any of that. Disney was a safe haven for quality, wholesome family entertainment. Family entertainment, right? Uh, amongst the traditional sense. 
Disney's kind of stepping away from that. They're moving down that road. There's some other quotes that are flying around the internet. I haven't fact checked them. I haven't dug into it, but it's somebody, somebody at some representative Disney might not be on corporate letterhead, but it was some employee at Disney that's in the creative departments was saying that they're trying to make X amount, half of the characters in all Disney movies, either minority, uh, gay, transgender, etc. That's that was their goal. Now, that might be in a personal objective for somebody that's just got a loud mouth. And they're speaking out and then it gets Disney gets labeled for it. I don't know. I don't have time to dig into that whole nonsense right now or go down that rabbit hole. But what I'm saying, that safe haven of Disney, is it not? Are, are they going away from that reputation that they had with parents as being the safe space? Now, everybody's talking about, OK, all right. Well, well, you know, we need to stand up. We need to stand up to Disney. We need to boycott. We need to boycott Disney Plus. We need to boycott the parks. We need to boycott all this kind of stuff. If they want to get involved in politics, uh, then we need to say stand up. As it's not going to happen. It's not going to. It might happen to a very, very, very small degree uh, to a very small, you know, the same type of people that wear their Trump hat still today. Uh, you know, Biden's not my president. Trump's my president. The same people that are reposting all the stories about the election needs to be recalled uh, when there's no rules on the book that's ever going to let that happen, even if it was done falsely. Um, there might be a small segment of those people that will boycott the parks, but I, you know what, have you, if you've been to the parks recently, they're so damn busy, let some extremists boycott the parks. It'll be all fine and dandy. I mean, I've got some ultra conservative friends. Okay. And we, yeah, we just booked a week coming up at, at Disney parks here real shortly. Um, I'm going there on mother's day. I'm going to be there the day after mother's day. I mean, I'm not trying to boycott the parks, but I do believe that Disney should, you know, just keep its mouth shut, stay out of politics. You know, it is you're not a political organization. It's none of your business. If your employees want to unite and do something, that's on them. But Disney as an organization, just stay out of it. Just stay out of it. There's no need for it. Um, because in the long run, I think it, it could come back to hurt you, whether it's whether you're you're dividing your fan base, because let's face it, Disney, their fan base is huge. They, I mean, they cater to gay, they cater to trans, they cater to conservatives, they, they, they cater to libertarians. Everybody likes going to Disneyland or watch some of their Marvel movies or whatever the hell it is. They've got such a broad swath of the, of, of the uh, civilization that are Disney fans that are, that, that, uh, that consume Disney products, that it's too dangerous for them to get involved in politics and start going into these little niche segments of politics that divide who their customer base is. I think that's dumb. I mean, the whole thing about Chapek going and calling DeSantis, making it public, making all these press statements, all this, I think it's dumb. I think it is just dumb. It's dumb from a business standpoint. Don't get involved. But, you know, that's just my opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. You know, I'm not running the show, but, you know, yeah, it is what it is. All right. So uh, other than that, there was a couple other things that I had here. Um, I don't think the conservatives are going to denounce Disney. It was interesting that another, uh, grand old party GOP governor, Larry Hogan, uh, he was coming against Ron DeSantis. So that's somebody from DeSantis's own party. And once again, I think this is another case of somebody that, uh, hasn't read the bill and has just opened up his big fat mouth. Now, at least this guy's a politician, at least this guy's a politician and he has the more of a right than Disney to speak out on things. Uh, but Hogan uh, Larry Hogan, he attacked fellow Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Republican Maryland Governor, Maryland. Uh, let's see. He came against Florida's parental rights and education bill as absurd. 
This was on Sunday. I didn't, I, okay. I, I didn't really see, I didn't really actually see the details of the legislation. Okay. So first off, that's the first clue. I mean, we already went through the statistics last Friday's show about people that have read the bill and understand the bill and have read it. The majority support it, whether they're Democrat, whether they know gay people, whether they're independent, whether they're Republican, once they've read the bill, they support it. There wasn't one segment of the population that was polled that didn't support the bill after they read it. So that says a lot. And then this knucklehead, this Uncle Fester looking guy from Maryland, I didn't actually read. I didn't. I really actually didn't see the details of the legislation, but the whole thing seems like a crazy fight, Hogan said. First off, if you're a politician and you haven't read what's going on, maybe you should keep your fat fucking mouth shut. Sorry. Sorry, mom and dad with a kid in the back. Anyways, he goes on to say, and now he wants to criticize Disney for expressing how they feel about that bill. I mean, they have they have every right to. We have a thing called freedom of speech. They can come out and say what they think. He's talking about Disney. Hogan made that statement during an appearance on CNN on Sunday, moments after claiming he wasn't familiar with the details of the legislation. Republic Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed the bill into law in March, banning schools from instructing students about gender identity or sexual orientation between kindergarten and third grade. Ah, knucklehead. 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 Yeah, that's these are the people that run our country. He's down there in Maryland. Uh. Say inflation is their number one concern. They're concerned about the affordability, the availability of energy right now. And so those are the concerns that he has to balance because inflation is such a high concern. And so, Okay, what I'm playing here, what I'm playing here, and we're going to get back to this, is CNN is even coming in and starting to slam Mr. Joe Biden. Now, how bad do you have to be at your job? When the one shill news organization that has tried its best to promote you as not this senile old child sniffing old man is no longer coming to your defense. Okay. How bad do you have to be to get there? And I just want to play this clip because it's basically a couple minutes of this round table on CNN. This is inside politics Sunday and they start actually going in on Biden. It's amazing. When you talk about these wage gains, as he was talking about on Friday, uh, they have to balance that with the fact that that is being undermined by inflation. Look, everything the president just said that we just listened is true. It's also largely irrelevant. When inflation is where it's at, when you see gas prices going where, where it's at, we can talk about a jobs report here. We can talk about the latest PCE numbers of the CPI and all of us former Bloomberg reporters can really get into the weeds, right? But there's one number that they can't really change right now, and that is what the placard says at the local gas station. Yeah. And that number is high, and that's a daily jobs report that voters, that Americans, consumers see every day, and there's nothing the White House can do about it other than bring down the price of gasoline, which and, is tough. And, and, and maybe blame Putin. And he, th- this week the tagline was the Putin price hikes or something to that effect. Look, when I uh, drive past gas stations that say blame Putin more than they right. say let's go Brandon, I'll know the White House fit. Well, I'll know the White House. I'll know the White House has been successful in messaging it. That I mean, th- that is fascinating in its own right. But like, take a look at this Quinnipiac poll. Americans just don't buy that this is related to the war to the war in Ukraine. And- Boom! Look at this poll. Look at this poll they put up here on CNN. CNN of all places, right? Okay, so they're putting up this poll. 
and it's what people bl really believe is the cause of these high gas prices. Here we go. And most of it, frankly, is not. 41% um, say it's Biden's policies, just 24% say the war in Ukraine. 24% also say, uh, you know, the oil and gas companies are raising prices. But the White House is trying to do to do to both blame Putin, blame the oil and gas companies, but Americans just don't agree. Yeah, they're trying to uh, also, as you said, put this on oil and gas companies, put this on price gouging. They also have been trying to explain throughout it all that this is part of coming out of a recession and part of coming out of what the pandemic wrought. And uh, Americans, though, feel as though even though wages are increasing, that, that they're not increasing to the pace that prices are increasing. And so that's the difficulty there. You know, I also think part of that Democratic uh, gap in enthusiasm has a lot to do with Biden's stalled agenda. You know, when yeah. you talk to Democratic voters, they bring up the fact that he hasn't done anything on student debt. They bring up the fact that nothing has happened on voting rights. You know, young voters, Biden's numbers have dropped by double digits with young voters, and they were a big. Boom, oh, boom, 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 boom. So, 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 all I'm saying is that this right here is actually a round table of CNN not sucking Grandpa Biden's, you know, his wahoo Can't discuss it between uh, first and third grade or five and eight year olds. So, uh, I'll abide by uh, Florida's new law and not address that, especially if you have kids in the car. Anyways, it's just amazing that CNN, CNN, is actually coming out and saying something. It's interesting. There's this other article that I want to get to. And it's it's kind of, it's interesting for another reason. And why it's interesting is because YouTube took upon itself to remove the Republic National Republican National Convention podcast with Trump for so-called misinformation. Now, this is from April 3rd, so this is this is relatively new. What it says here is YouTube once again removed content that involved former President Donald Trump. The Washington Times reported that the platform removed the Republican National Committee's podcast with Trump for so-called election misinformation. McDaniel hosted an interview with Trump for the RNC's Real America podcast, where the former president claimed that the 2020 election was rigged. YouTube claimed that the podcast violated the platform's election integrity policy, which prohibits content that advances false claims that widespread fraud charged the outcome of the 2020 U.S. presidential election such as claiming the election was rigged. Our policies apply to everyone, regardless of the uploader's political views. And while we do allow content that provides additional context, such as counter uh, countervailing views, the video we removed from his channel did not provide sufficient context. Ivy Choi, a spokeswoman for YouTube, said, RNC Chairwoman Ronna Romney McDaniel told the publication the move was another instance of big tech's chilling approach to censoring conservative opinion. And I quote, Silicon Valley oligarchs care more about advancing their political agenda and deplatforming their opponents than they do about free speech, she said. This blatant censorship should concern every American. If they can silence a former president, they can silence any citizen who they view as stepping out of line. Now, social media alternative Clout Hub slammed YouTube's action, and they said tech giants claim that they want to protect free speech, but their actions prove the opposite. Big tech is beyond redemption. Think, speak freely. Hashtag. 
platform said. Anyways, my point is this. As it sits right now, Trump is leading contender, even though he's freaking old as hell. And Republicans are so dense that they can't find somebody that has some amount of life expectancy left uh, to put up as the Republican candidate for the upcoming elections when they do hit. You know, it looks like it looks like everybody's going all in they're, they've they've called the fluffer to get uh, Mr. Trump ready for his scene, which is frustrating. It's frustrating on so many levels that we can't just do better. But OK, so Trump, at least he's a potential to be the next nominee for the Republican Party. That alone, even if he is spreading misinformation, the fact that he is prominent in the presidential election, why should he be censored in any form? If he's going to state false facts, whatever, put a disclaimer on it, but, but take it down. I mean, you're, you're censoring out people that are this prominent, that are running for president and taking their misinformation, even if they're misinforming, it's relevant. It's relevant to him running for president. Again, a reelection. So I can't understand why YouTube starts taking this stuff off. I understand if it's Joe Blow, if it's some idiot in a trailer in the middle of the desert spreading misinformation and they want to take it down. I'm irrelevant. There's a lot of people out there that are irrelevant. But the man that's the former president of the United States, he is not irrelevant. He is very, it, it, this should be news. You know, are they taking down all the other misinformation from the Biden camp? You know, when he said he, he was top of his class at wherever he was, all the bullshit that has come out, come out from Biden's mouth where he was spreading blatant misinformation about his history, about his past, about everything. In fact, man, I, Part of me wants to get sidetracked right now and Google that. Uh, let's see. Uh, list of lies spread by Joe Biden. I'm just going to search this in the background. I was going, but this whole thing from YouTube to, to, to knock all this stuff. Uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. Uh, hold on. Joe Biden's growing list of failures. No, no, no. There's a lot of lists on Joe Biden. I, I found his list of failures, uh, but we won't go down that. I want to know his actual lies, you know, because he's ran for president before. He's got like pretty much bumped out of the presidential race previously uh, before he ran against Trump because his lies were so outlandish. There was plagiarism. He was stealing other people's speeches. The whole thing was just a clusterfuck of 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 incompetence. And um some of his lies for blacks. Okay, I can go down that list. There's another list. Not the list I was looking for. Let's see. Some of Joe Biden's lies for black voices. Um, let's see. Joe Biden was one of the U.S. Senate's leading segregationists, and he was condemned by the NAACP for it in 1977 in hearings before the Senate Judiciary Committee. But he has claimed, he has claimed instead to have participated in anti-segregation sit-ins, which were led by black ministers, all of whom were conveniently deceased at the time when Joe Biden made the statements. So they could not be asked whether he had participated. He was making those assertions while running against Bernie Sanders, whom the Chicago Tribune showed in their photo during the 1960s, being arrested as a college student for his peaceful duty. You know, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole, but I mean, Biden has a, a history of, 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 you know, being the top of his class, being all this other kind of stuff, just, just complete bullshit. But I mean, I don't see him being censored. So anyways, that enough of that rant. That was just YouTube censoring Trump because uh, misinformation, even though he's running for president of the United States of America. I, I, it's so newsworthy. It's not funny.
Well, we just heard in that CNN report that, uh, you know, uh, Biden's approval ratings falling double digits. So we go to Reuters in the polls and let's see, March 29th, 2022, not too long ago, only four in 10 Americans approve of President Joe Biden, according to the latest Reuters poll. The National Public Opinion Poll conducted March 28th through the 29th found that 42% of U.S. adults approved of Biden's performance in office, 52% disapproved, and the rest were not sure. Biden's approval numbers have been below 50% since August. At the same point in Donald Trump's presidency, about 40% of Americans approved of his performance in office, while around 55% disapproved. All right, so the difference is we've got uh, 42% approved as opposed to 40% for Trump at this point in his career. And anyways, anyways, the the Reuters IPSOS poll is conducted online in English. Da, 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 da. Uh, the main concern, the economy continues to be the most important issue concerning America for 29 weeks running. War conflict would be number two and 11% are concerned about that, while 25% number one are concerned about the economy. Uh, following at number three is healthcare. Then below that, crime, environment, immigration, inequality, education, morality, public health, terrorism, energy issues. Uh, there is the 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 actual uh, meat and potatoes. So you can see this graph right here that I have up on the screen. You know, back uh, what was that when he first started? Fifty-five percent approved of uh, of 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 Biden and thirty-two percent disapproved. And you see when we get down here all the way to August, right there in August 19th, 2021, that's when, uh, you know, 49% disapproved of Biden and 46 approved. That's where things went sideways. And as you can see, this purple line continues to grow. Looks like it's making a breakout right there. And, you know, here, here we meet. Let's see if I can get it right there to that peak. Oh, no, I can't. But on March 15th, uh, 53, 54%. On March 22nd, disapprove of Biden and 40% approve. Horrible numbers for the president, man. Horrible, 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 horrible numbers. But, you know, here we are. We're stuck in this, uh, stuck in the moment and we can't get out. Isn't that a U2 song? Is it? Bueller? Anyone? All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have going on here? Mm. Oh, this, this was interesting. This was so interesting. Interesting in a bad way, interesting in a bad way. But this is Professor uh, Iisa Nefetari Ulin, a guest that was on NewsHour. And how long is this? One minute, three, 33 seconds. OK, I can play the whole thing. I can play the whole thing. But I just want to let's let, I want to prep you for the stupidity that's coming right here. You ready? You ready? Here it comes. Ready to go. A lot of people who watch Will Smith's onstage slap of comedian Chris Rock are saying the moment carried more meaning and charge than just a man losing his cool with another man who insulted his wife. Joining me to discuss the deeper cultural context are author and film critic Issa Nefertari Yulin, who is also a professor. Nice mustache. And Mark Anthony Neal, author and professor of black popular culture at Duke University. Professors, thank you so much for joining the news hour. And Professor Yulin, I want to jump right in. All right. Now, these are the these are the educators of our new generation. These are accredited people. These are professors. These are the people that when you walk into a wine mixer, they're going to be the smarter people in the room 
as, as you drink your Bud Light and Coors Light. These are the people with the knowledge that is shaping the future generations. These are the people that you can trust with your children's education. These are the elite, the thinkers of America. Ready? Okay, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. With you, you wrote a searing piece for The Hollywood Reporter in which you seem to dissect each action Will Smith took that night in a deeper context of pain, specifically what you called black pain. Why do you think it's important to see this moment, this moment through that lens? I think that anytime we witness violence, we need to understand that from um, a place where we recognize the emotional and psychological state that's driving this physical response to a trigger. And Will Smith was definitely triggered that night. But I think in the broader context of American society, we need to understand what was happening there is really rooted and steeped in a 400 year commitment to black erasure, black marginalization, black silencing and the stereotyping of black people. All of that was present in a visceral felt and real way in the infamous slap. The infamous slap is text messages are coming in. So I need to get that off my computer. Uh, yeah. This is a uh, black oppression that caused Will Smith to do this, according to the elite thinkers of our uh, educators. Just, uh, you know, how about he was upset because he's a cuck. He's been watching his wife. He's been sitting on the sidelines, being the lube boy and the fluffer while his wife is banging some other young rapper. Maybe he's just frustrated and he's had enough. Maybe him being black has nothing to do with it. Maybe it has more with his wife just being a slut whore that expects him to be accepting of everything that she does. Maybe Will Smith would be a whole lot happier if he kicked Jada's bald ass to the curb, moved on with his life, and found somebody that is freaking respectable. I mean, her kids are already moving out of the house. I saw this other article about, you know, that one son that they have that's just off the rails. Uh, he moved out, and so he doesn't. I mean, the kids are older. Will, Will, just man up, dude. Get the hell out of there. Go find you a nice little girl that's you know, a woman that's going to treat you right, that's not going to go on her red table talk show and talk about her infidelities with other men. Just get the hell out of it. We can see it's obviously driving you nuts. You've had too much. You're on the brink because you've had to deal with so much for so, so long. How about those being the reasons? Not 400 years of black oppression. These people are fucking nuts. They're screwing nuts. I don't know how to use another word for the F word in that context, but this, this, these people are nuts. Anyways, I'll tell you what, this is Jake with Radio Underland. There's a bunch more stuff that I wanted to get to, but I just think it's not going to happen because I'm already, how far am I in this? I'm, I'm way over my 30 minute mark. And so we're going to call it a day right here. This has been Jake with Radio Underland. Uh, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. PBS. Yeah, that was on PBS. That news story I was just playing. So let me see. Let's get to some music. And let's oh you know what let's get to some uh, 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 Chris Stapleton because he won two Grammys he had a, a nice speech but I'm not going to get into uh, but let's see Chris Stapleton won the country won country song I believe too he won two uh, let's get out of here with some Chris Stapleton if I'm going to get busted for all this music I'm playing on YouTube uh, so be it uh, we're not going to do Tennessee whiskey let's do uh, let's do his latest release, The War Inside, featuring Chris St Oh, it's with Tom Morello and Chris Stapleson. All right, all let's do it. Sounds like war propaganda, but let's check it out. Oh, oh, once again. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to stick with it. There we go. I can't leave I want to. All right, y'all. Talk to you later. 
Not here on my own. Not here on. 